In a world of challenging labor markets and clogged supply chains, a lot of companies may depend on AR departments securing cash and, and revenue. With those expectations, a lot of companies that still run manual and traditional AR approaches may be struggling in today's world. Why might that be, and what is it that we can do about that? I'm Scott Leahy, and this is Esker on Air. Today, we welcome on Mark Brousseau, president at Brousseau and Associates. Uh, he has worked with Esker for years now uh, by co-presenting on webcasts through IOFM, and he recently lent his knowledge to Esker by writing a white paper on an interesting topic that we're going to discuss today, the evolution of accounts receivable, where AR started, where it is now, and where it is going. So Mark, welcome to the podcast. Thanks so much for having me, Scott. You bet. Well, let's get right into it. Uh, what what would you say is one of the biggest transformations to the AR realm in the last three to five years? You know, Scott, the role of finance in general is changing, right? And 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 this is no um, no surprise to to anyone who's in AR these days. Today. CFOs are being tasked with being much more than financial scorekeepers, if you will. Don't tell us what happened, the business is asking them. Tell us what will happen. What if we add this new product line? What if we open this new office? What if we raise our prices? What if the economy falters? And to help CFOs deliver the value that the business is looking for, well, they're pulling on the lever of accounts receivable. After all, accounts receivable is a key cog in the financial operation of a business, or at least it ought to be. Historically, Scott, AR has been a lot of back office function, right? It's been a lot of manual keying, paper and email shuffling, chasing down information, fixing errors and mistakes, and dealing with phone calls from customers and other stakeholders about where things stand in the process. Well, businesses can't afford any of this anymore, Scott, particularly if the economy does slow down. So what we're seeing is, is we're seeing a shift in AR from being a transaction-focused function to becoming a strategic-focused function. The business is looking for AR to help it achieve the things that matter most, revenue growth, higher margins, better profitability, and even a better customer experience. Well, I heard you mention a couple things there, and it's uh, you know something that's always going to be a topic on this podcast, at least I think for the foreseeable future. Uh, what are some of the challenges that AR departments are experiencing in this new remote world, and how might that be hindered by paper? Yeah. Well, you know, Scott, first and foremost, adapting paper-based and semi-automated processes to a remote work environment is hard. And for many businesses, I'd argue it's nearly impossible. And that's complicated further, Scott, by the fact that the way most AR departments have automated those that have. Um, they've done it with this hodgepodge of point solutions and closed loop networks that create lots of 
friction all across the accounts receivable lifecycle. So from the point a customer is onboarded all the way through to when a payment is reconciled, we see all these manual processes, all these handoffs. And each of those manual processes and handoff creates higher costs, less accuracy, less visibility, more opportunities for delays, and typically more frustration um, for both internal and external stakeholders. So we live in this environment where few AR departments are fully automated and where we have this semi-automated processes. And, you know, you might be feeling pretty good about your, you know, the automation your department has. The problem is you've got to ask yourself, so how smoothly do things flow through this department? How fast does cash flow from point A to point B, my bank account. And what about all that data that's associated with payments? Were we able to get at all that? Well, the answer to those questions, Scott, in many cases is a definitive no. And I would argue that that's because we have this these, these choppy processes and, and disconnected systems. And, you know, thinking about all of those those changes, that new normal that we've been experiencing here the past few years, is this just is this just a blip in the grand scheme of things that was caused by the pandemic? Is it uh, is it possible for some of those manual process inclined companies to just kind of push through and they'll eventually get through to the other side and a and a return to normal? It's tempting to think, well, we survived the pandemic, we survived the shift to remote work. Surely we can we can just carry on from here. The problem is is that the stakes are higher now for businesses to find ways to not just automate their accounts receivable processes, but to optimize them especially if we have some sort of an economic downturn. So we're not going to see a let up in the move toward digital transformation. During the pandemic, when businesses were forced to move to this remote work environment, we saw an acceleration in, in automation initiatives all across the corporate enterprise, AR, was no exception. And Scott, I don't see any let up in sight because what businesses recognize is, is if they're going to navigate economic uncertainty, and let's face it, pundits don't agree on whether we're in for a hard landing, a soft landing, or, or maybe a near miss with a recession. If we're going to, if we're going to navigate whatever comes our way, well, we're going to need AR to be a key uh, driver of those initiatives. And so we've got to find ways to unlock those, uh, that data that flows through AR and to accelerate our cash flow. And at every step along the way, Scott, the key there is automation. It's digitizing these processes. So while the shift to remote work might have exposed some of the inefficiencies in our AR processes, I think it's going to be the drive to navigate economic uncertainty and to optimize AR processes moving forward in this new normal. They're going to really keep the pedal to the metal moving forward. Yeah, and thinking about optimization and i think you mentioned it a couple questions ago but the 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 new ar there's a lot more uh projection uh that will be needed there's going to be a lot more reporting that'll be needed how is visibility affected by 
not only a manual process, but a, um, a potential automated future. Yeah. Hey, you know, Scott, if you ask most CFOs or controllers or finance directors what they think about the reporting they're getting out of their AR departments, what you'll find is it's really falling short. And the fact is most businesses are flying blind because if you have manual or semi-automated AR processes, let's face it, key data isn't captured. The data that is captured may not be accurate. Accurate Information isn't timely. Systems are fragmented. And data is usually poorly organized. Put it all together, Scott. And what we find is, is that decision makers don't have access to the variables they need to drive the business. Well, Automation can help us with this. It can really be the way that we can put smart insights at the fingertips of whoever needs it, wherever they need it, whenever they need it. Because once you've automated AR, well, now what we get is we have graphical dashboards that show us the status of a payment and key performance indicators. We've drilled down capabilities so we can uncover the source of issues and, and even be able to identify trends. We now have mobile access so decision makers can stay in the know even while they're on the go. We've got exports to get information downstream fast, whether that's to an ERP, a CRM, or some other system. And ad hoc reports let us quickly adapt our reporting as business needs or economic conditions change. When you put that all together, Scott, well, now we're able to really use AR as an information hub. We can serve up information that's not only more timely and more accurate and more complete, but now it can be personalized. So imagine an environment where a customer service representative can instantly access anything they need to know about a customer. What if sales could instantly identify which products are selling the best and what the margins are associated with them? And imagine if you're a, C a CFO wondering what's going to happen in the next couple quarters and you can identify what's going on with customer payment behavior. Now we've done much, much more than just look into the past to tell someone what has happened. Now we're able to use AR as a way to be able to navigate some of those bumps in the road. Well, that's that's a heck of a, a wish list that you just went through there. Um, quite the list of everything that could be possible. Are you a pessimist, Scott? <laughs> I'm Are a realist. you doubting me? So... <laughs> Uh, thinking about all of what you laid out as the possible, uh, is an ERP enough to meet these needs? Look, Scott, an ERP is the financial nerve center of the business. Businesses invest big bucks in ERPs and accounting software packages, and rightfully so, right? They standardize and normalize all of the financial data for the business. They serve a great purpose but they weren't built to manage all of the front end processes that happen in accounts receivable before a transaction gets to the ERP system. And you know what, Scott, reporting out of an ERP is really difficult, right? We've got to lean on IT to build all these custom reports for us. We've got to ensure that all our different stakeholders have licenses and access to the system and know how to use the ERP. And it doesn't give us any visibility into what's going on around the ERP 
until that information is uploaded to it. Imagine an environment where we've got visibility into our AR transactions across the life cycle from any moment in time before it ever gets to the ERP. Well, when you combine that with what's going on in that ERP, Scott, now we've got 360 degree visibility. Now we know more about our transactions, more about our business, and more about our customers. Man, that's exactly the kind of stuff that a CFO is looking for at a time like this. So look, I'm not suggesting for one moment that anybody throw out the ERP with the bathwater. But what I am suggesting is automate all those AR processes that feed into your ERP and then go find yourself an AR system that integrates seamlessly with the ERP. And now we're going to be cooking with gas. Uh, so you mentioned it right at the end of your answer there, customer experience. How is customer experience affecting whether a company um, might be manual or, or automated? Fact is, Scott, that the world has changed. The times are changing, right? We have a whole generation of workers out there who were raised on these things. And when you're raised on these things, your expectations are completely different. First of all, you, you don't know about paper and you don't know about keying things on keyboards, right? What you know about is getting instant insights into what it is I owe. I can instantly see the historical information associated with it. I have all sorts of options for paying, some of them traditional, some of them brand new payment options. I can get instant confirmation my payment went through. If there's a problem, well, I can solve it by chatting with someone instantly. If my payment is late, if I was busy at work and forgot to make a payment, well, gosh, I, I could make one the same day. And all of this is done on my terms. I can do it whenever I want, wherever I want, from whatever device I want. That's what we need to have happen when it comes to B2B relationships as well. And so what we need to do is we need to start thinking in terms of presenting invoices to our customers in the format that they're most inclined to pay in a timely manner, to give them access to the supplemental information so they're confident that the amount is right. When they see something that doesn't look quite right, well, now we've got to give them collaboration tools so they can get in touch with someone and say, hey, I, I thought there was a discount I was owed on this so we don't gum up the whole works. Then when they're ready to pay, we've got to give them as many payment options as possible and make them easy no matter what the payment option is. And we've got to make sure that we apply that payment in a timely manner so that their credit lines are cleared and they could go ahead and make more purchases. And when the inevitable late payment occurs, well, now we've got to be able to give them, say, a reminder. Hey, uh, Mark, you forgot about your payment and make it easy for them to go ahead and, and settle up on that. And if they don't, don't respond to that reminder, we need to make sure that the collections experience is tailored to how they want to interact with your business. This is the type of environment that businesses need to be in today. Now, you might be saying to yourself, well, gosh, Mark, that's, that's not how we do things at my business today. And you know what? You're probably right. 
And that's why your DSO is so darn high, folks. That's why your customers are so prone to head to the door at the first sight of a problem. What you need to do if you want to accelerate your cash flow and wow your customers is you need to take a hard look at the way it is you interact with them through your AR processes. And I'll guarantee you, if you have manual and semi-automated approaches to AR, you're falling short on your DSO as well as your customer experience. Well, yeah, you mentioned maybe um, a DSO that's unsatisfactory. Uh, you mentioned maybe um, a customer experience that isn't up to snuff. I think we've kind of set the stage for what an outdated uh, or, or a manual process AR department looks like. What can you, how can you describe for us a, a smart AR process? What does that look like? Yeah, great, great question. First and foremost, what you want is it has to be digital, right? So we have to get paper out of the mix. Second, it has to be standardized. It, the, we have multiple payment channels. We have multiple remittance delivery channels. We have multiple systems to integrate with. We have multiple segments of customers. In the past, the way we, we, we addressed all these challenges by standing up multiple systems. What you need is one platform that's able to aggregate all of these payment types, remittance channels, invoice delivery methods, and different ways that we interact with our customers onto one standardized, normalized platform. Next, we need to make sure that we're using tools such as robotic process automation, artificial intelligence, optical character recognition to eliminate as many manual processes as possible. The fact is, is here in the United States, most of the remittance documents that are received by accounts receivable departments are manually keyed. Why is that? Well, the reason is, is that few AR departments have technology for automatically extracting all that remittance data. In other cases, AR departments are paying banks big bucks to manually capture and key that data on their behalf. And then what they do is they get back all these exceptions from the bank because they can't figure out what to do with the data. And now you've got to go and still maintain lots of knowledge workers deal with all that stuff. Well, what you want to do is eliminate all this. Today, optical character recognition can automatically extract uh, machine printed data from documents um, with a high degree of accuracy. Artificial intelligence then completes the last mile of automation. It improves upon OCR and eliminates exceptions that in the past would require human operator intervention. Robotic process automation gets that information from between different systems, whether they're legacy systems or even processes in your AR life cycle. Then you want to have a seamless integration with your, with your AR uh, your ERP system so that your AR system can automatically feed that information downstream in a fast way, get you that complete information you're looking for. The next thing you need, Scott, is you need analytics. We need to see what's going on 
all across this AR life cycle. So we know from the moment an invoice is generated to the moment that that receivable is collected and reconciled, we can see everything that's going on in this process. So when you're out there shopping for a solution, I want you to think in terms of end-to-end -end capabilities. Now, you don't have to buy them all at once but I want you to make sure you have a plan for automating your entire AR life cycle from end to end. Yeah, in a perfect world, uh, end to end would be the way to go from invoice creation all the way to the point of reconciliation. That's what the goal is, but realistically, not a lot of companies are gonna be able to do that overnight. So what areas do you recommend they look at first? Yeah, there's a lot of, of juicy opportunities in, in most AR departments, Scott. But one of the biggest ones I think um, AR departments should look at right now is one of the easiest to automate. And that's invoice presentment. If you're not already uh, presenting your invoices electronically in a standardized format, now's the time to do it. Nothing moves the needle in terms of accelerating your DSO, like migrating from paper invoice presentment to electronic invoice presentment. So what you want is a solution that can present an invoice to your customers automatically in the format in which they request it and has information tied in that can get your customer to any supplemental data associated with that invoice. What's more, you want to make sure that you have a way for them to then initiate a payment directly from the invoice. So ideally, you'd have a portal that offers a number of payment options. Start with taking a hard look at your invoice presentment process. And that's one of those uh, low-hanging fruit that we like to talk about in automation. Well, I, I think let's close it out for listeners now, Mark, uh, because we just talked about right there, those first steps, but let's, let's zoom out and speak a little broader now. Finally, what are some action plans for someone who wants to look at AR automation? Yeah. So the first step is to assess your operations. Take a hard look at the way your department is currently doing things. It might have been a while since you've done this. Now that everyone's working remotely, the benchmarks have changed, the processes have changed. You've got to take a fresh look at how it is things are being done. Look for gaps in your processes. Identify those manual or semi-automated processes. Try to identify pain points next. Go ahead and round up stakeholder support. So AR touches every corner of the corporate enterprise. And yet we get so bogged down in our departments that we rarely, if ever, interact with those other stakeholders to find out how we're doing and how we can support their objectives. So I want you to talk to customer service, to sales, to treasury, to the CFO, and find out what they believe the pain points and opportunities in accounts receivable are. Once you've done that, 
Now I want you to start to put together a project team. Some members of those stakeholders you spoke to will be perfect members. Resist the temptation when you're building a project team to think that bigger is better. Big, unwieldy project teams, just you'll just never get anything done. So I want you to find key stakeholders who represent the key parts of the business and then use them to identify opportunities for improvement Look for quick wins. I'm a big college football fan, Scott. And one of the things we see at this time of year with college football, right, is where you see these big powerhouses playing teams that are clearly inferior. They do that because they want the quick win. They want to be able to prove out the process. They want to try out some things. They want to prove that they're on the right track and to show their fans that they know what they're doing. Same thing holds for automation. Look for quick wins and the project team can help you identify that. Now, only now should you start evaluating technology, right? We're four steps into this, Scott, and only now are we picking up the phone to talk to a vendor. Biggest mistake many AR departments do is they first call the vendor and have them set the agenda for them. That usually doesn't work out so well. So now I want you to start evaluating a vendor. Look for a vendor with a track record in your industry, with your size organization, with an end-to-end -end approach to automation, with a product roadmap that's going to support you today and into the future. Remember, AR technology is foundational. This isn't throwaway stuff. So make sure you're finding a vendor that could be a partner for you in the long haul. Next, you're going to go build your business case. What I want you to do is I want you to think about hard dollar savings, right? The cost takeout, you'll be able to reallocate staff and eliminate paper storage. And some of the soft dollar savings, now you're going to be able to reduce deductions and, and be able to, uh, to eliminate some soft uh, dollar costs. And finally, risk avoidance. With an automated solution, you're going to be able to reduce your write-offs and you're going to be able to mitigate the risk of fraud. You take your hard dollar savings, your soft dollar savings, your risk avoidance, and now you build a business case. And I don't want you to build just one business case. I want you to lay out three scenarios for senior management. One of them is going to be the most likely scenario, right? This is what we think is going to happen with our business case. The next scenario is going to be a, a best case scenario. If we hit on all cylinders, if we exceed the benchmarks that we developed with our with our our technology provider, man, this is what we could achieve. And I want you to lay out a scenario of a worst case scenario. Man, if we run into some unexpected barriers, if, if change management isn't handled quite so well, well, this is what could happen. Senior management loves when they see what their upside and downside risk is, Scott, then they're going to be more likely to rally around this. Next, I want you to build out a plan for change management. You've got a plan for how it is you're going to manage the inevitable change that comes with automation. So build out timelines, responsibilities. You're going to have a plan for how you're going to train your staff, even while they work at home in their living room wearing a bathrobe. Um, but I digress. Um, and, and, and you're also going to uh, look at how it is you're going to keep continuous process improvement on track. And finally, I want you to build a plan for measuring. One thing that often happens in automation projects is we don't set good baselines of where we stand today, and we don't track 
how far we've come. So I want you to build in mechanisms for setting that baseline and then being able to chart your progress and then report back to senior management periodically to show them how well your project is doing. If you do all this, Scott, I guarantee you're going to turn your AR department into the strategic powerhouse it was meant to be. Well, that's certainly all-encompassing, Mark. Um, can't thank you enough for being on the show today. I think it was a great conversation, so very much appreciated. The pleasure is mine, Scott. Uh, if you are interested in a longer conversation about this topic, you can watch uh, the webinar that Mark did with Esker or read the white paper he wrote on this topic uh, by checking the links in the show notes. And as always, if you're interested in learning more about Esker, you can find us at esker.com. Thanks for tuning in today. We'll talk to you next time.